special guest. We have uh, Chris Park of uh, the New Jersey Comedy Syndicate and uh, also uh, of the Blazo Comedy Network. And you can follow him at uh, Chris. Where can they find you? Uh, for personally, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Park Comedy. And nice. uh, yeah, and Blazo Comedy Network on YouTube. Nice. And as usual, it is also the Mister, the wonderful John Rinaldi of of the John Rinaldi <laughs> of the podcast of Punk of Law One Hundred One. And do I also plug Legal Aid in New Jersey, or do I not? If you want to, I don't care. Of Legal Aid in Newark, New Jersey. As I, I like, it just has a good ring to it. Legal Aid in Newark, New Jersey. It's it's not like we're uh, we're 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 hurting for clients right now. So <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, anything big happened this week, you guys? I'm I'm, uh, I'm like at a, a miss for things. I, I don't know. I it's kind of like um, other than old. Alex Trebek dying. I, I oh, really yeah. what that, else that happened? Happen. Nothing else yeah. happened. Alex Trebek dying was was very sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Um, so what was your? Uh, let's just go from the top. And what was your initial feelings of the night of the election? From both of you guys, I will start with I guess Chris. Uh, well, I mean, I knew right off the bat that this wasn't going to be, you know, oh, it's nine p.m. and we got a winner Tuesday night. Like, if anybody thought that was going to happen, I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, um, I think, uh, I think it's all kind of. I mean, yeah, I I assumed Biden was going to win. There was no doubt in my mind. Uh, I mean, but for one one thing. I would say uh, anyone who had a job uh, doing any kind of polling work uh, up until the election uh, should never work again. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I mean, they told us they told I mean, they've been telling us for, for years now, oh, we're going to get a blue wave in 2018, which, yeah, they got the house back just, you know, by the skin of their teeth. And then this time around, oh, they lost a few seats in the fucking house. Uh, did, we're not able to flip the Senate. And did as far as I know, they didn't flip any state houses as, as at all. At all, so it, it's it it was just an entire wash of of it, the, the polling just got it all wrong as far as I'm concerned. So I I agree with you on the we knew that we weren't going to have a, a a winner on Tuesday night. Um, where I disagree slightly mm-hmm. is I do agree that the polls were wrong, but I think people assume that polls are something they're not. Mm-hmm. Like because if a polling error occurs in like if like let's say like 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 if a polling error occurs for both sides then you pretty much get where we are the the results were within the the realm of possibility for polling and so like yeah the numbers were off but like you're talking about tiny sample sizes because no one responds to polls so i do agree they're wrong and maybe we do need to re- look at the methodology but people who were like really into polling have been saying like all year, like it, it, that's just kind of how they work. So I'm a little more defensive of it just because I think people buy too much into polls. It, it's a tool. And it's, if you're, you're going into an election thinking that the polls are telling you what's going to happen and it's forecasting something, maybe that's a little, maybe it's too presumptuous. I do agree. Kind of like, I, I think it kind of like you're saying it's too many people are relying on it. Um, but what were the states that we thought we were going to win that we didn't win? That, that who were the states Florida. that like 
Yeah, Florida was oh, the yeah. biggest one. <laughs> That's a big, like, right off the bat. That was Florida. Well, Florida was the biggest one, and that was the one that kind of determined whether the, it was going to be a long election or a short election because you were going to get all the information right there. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't there a bunch of, like, it, but it happens all the time, too, um, as far as uh, voter registration goes uh, or, or registered voters go. Uh, there's always, there's always they, they pull people and ask them, who are you going to vote for? Oh, I'm going to vote for this candidate. And then something happens when a bunch of people get to the polls and then they find out they're not registered anymore or they they had to do this before they did that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always they do the polling and then there's this whole big issue with voter registration. As far as as far as I've I've seen and I've heard that. Before. Well, that was a big deal um, when Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. Was, uh, they had purged the voter rolls and there's a lot of people who maybe should have been eligible to vote but were unable to because they had they had kind of they had purged the voter rolls so they mm-hmm. were unregistered voters and yeah and I, I tell you and and for somebody who dabbles in the conspiracy theory world uh, <laughs> not, not 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 believing in them but a, a lot of them but you know I, it is fun it's just fun to see what what they're all talking about um now they're saying oh all of a sudden in states like pennsylvania they pause the vote they pause the count and then they suddenly find a hundred thousand ballots that they all say joe biden on where do they think we're stupid i'm like i think they think you're stupid from listening to you come up with this like (laughs) crazy like yes yes they paused the vote and then they bagged a pickup truck full of a hundred thousand ballots and dumped them in and said, "Oh, we found them. Here we go. Oh, we found some more ballots. Like, come on. I mean, it's a little, it's a little insane." I have two points here. One, I also love conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> to see, just to see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So at some point, we might have to discuss QAnon. I'm sure you know about this. <laughs> and two, <laughs> yes. um, to to stay on topic and roll back to to polling. I think where I differ on how I interpret the polls where other people don't it's like if you looked at like 538s um like like polling forecasts where they had the little graph with all the plots on a on a on a on a like a on a graph and they were all the like all the the outcomes and how it was like you know 90 percent of the outcomes have biden winning and as you get closer to the center it's a closer and closer race Mm -hmm. and if you like really looked at like what each one of those little plots was showing it actually shows the outcome was roughly in the middle with Biden winning. It was within that big, very likely to happen thing. So I'm not surprised nor really upset because when you averaged all the polls out, this, this was a plausible outcome. It was, it, it's not it, statistically not even an outlier. It was very likely to have occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe because I pay more attention to polls, I'm just not as upset. But yeah, I take a very fly by night look at the polls. Like, what do the polls say? This. Okay, moving on. Like, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really look too in depth into it. It's like them. when you look deeply into it and you really mm-hmm. look at like how statistics work, it's like, yeah, this is actually a pretty middle of the road uh, outcome. Um, the mm-hmm. Senate is the weird upset, but I mean, it's technically not even decided. It is still feasible for mm-hmm. the Democrats to win the Senate if, 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 well, they have uh, a they have what, what is it two yeah Georgia both both of the Senate races in Georgia yeah. both of the seats Georgia's wow. a weird oh. state like Georgia's yeah. probably going to decide the the fate of the Senate and I mean like I mean not that it will matter anyway if the Democrats if get the Senate they but. I mean if if I mean that could happen it it's if if Georgia truly did go blue this year mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility Do I think it's likely no you're probably going to end up with like a fifty two forty eight 
in the Senate. Yeah, and there's two probably other, besides Bernie. I think there's one other seat in the Senate that's not Democrat or Republican, right? Yeah. I think it's a Libertarian. I think there's 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 two so. there's two independent seats. Currently. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but yeah, like know, and my 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 cynicism, uh, you know, like I just I, I just kind of try to sneak in there before. Uh, <laughs> it's like okay, well, if the Democrats win the Senate anyway, as I mean. My, my cynicism says, I mean, not like it matters. Democrats don't get anything done anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's still a possibility. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's un- looking unlikely at this point, but I mean, stranger things have happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think um, from, from what I see, I mean, you know, honestly, I wasn't paying attention to every little race. But I tell you one thing, man, Uh, the uh, – what, what are they called? Like, the ballot questions, like in New Jersey with – um. I, I don't know if you wanted to make that like another top topic. Well, of course, point. that has to come up seeing how yeah. from New Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not just even New Jersey. I mean, all across the board, if if one thing uh, proved to me is that there's a lot of people out there who want real change to happen. And these polling questions really show it. I mean, decriminalizing heroin and cocaine in Oregon. Well, I'm actually uh, not super surprised by that. They're they're pretty liberal out there. I probably would yeah. guess that. The, do, do you know do you know what ballot initiative like confounded me to no end? Uh let me guess. Florida's $15 yes. minimum Florida's wage. Florida's $15 yeah. minimum wage. Yeah. I do not understand mm-hmm. how exactly that happened. They voted um, for the people party want more money? That, but they voted for the party <laughs> that is against this but yeah, then voted yeah. for the thing. I know it doesn't make any sense, really. If you think <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense, it it just they just I think it's just like people just really hate Democrats down there, or, or I, <laughs> in a lot of I don't states, know. Florida as really state doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it is like kind of like our you know, it's kind of like our garbage dump of the state, isn't it? You know, it's just mm. where we just dump. Base, all the problems I mean, they basically go down there it's all the problems surrounding disney world that's basically what florida <laughs> is so you're saying that the place we send all our problems is the place where we send all our elderly yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not insinuating anything i'm I just am. drawing yeah, that. I'm, just, I'm just drawing that <laughs> for people to make their own conclusion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the uh, the ballot questions were were interesting. I mean, I, what other state legalized marijuana? There was another one, right? I wasn't paying attention because I don't live there. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember which state it was, but another state did it, and it's just like stuff like that it just makes me like, okay, at least people are you know slowly starting to get <laughs> you know on top of things like this. You know, I'm very I'm very excited. I'm 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 very excited i mean that was the only thing i was excited about for voting this time around (laughs) (laughs) like yeah weed sure oh yeah right biden sure here you go too here you go i mean i was most excited to see a trump concession speech but it seems like that's just not gonna happen not gonna happen any probably not anytime soon i mean eventually i would hope he has to he can't be forced to give a speech though like oh that's yeah like I don't think we're gonna get a speech. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't think he. I don't think he has it. I don't think the guy has it in him to That's go in of, front of the world and be like, "I'm a loser." Like, you know, I was like telling him, my conservative friends, like, "Look, man, don't get me wrong. I don't like the man, but the main reason I want to see him lose is because I want to hear his concession speech. I want to know how it will go, and it seems as though I'm going to be denied my dream." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk out the back door 
and like pretend that he wasn't even there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, we'll show you out the back. <laughs> we'll take you out through the kitchen so nobody sees you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's been a wild week. Oh God, it's been nuts. <laughs> It, what was annoying was that the, the night of, because of the way they counted all these ballots in some states, they did the pre-canvassing and they were able to count the, 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 uh, they were able to count the mail-in ballots first, like, you know, Florida and Ohio. It looked like Biden was up for a beginning part of it. And you're like, oh my God, is Ohio going to be blue? That's going to be insane. And, and then slowly watch people on like Twitter's like dreams, just like fall out of their eyes and be like, nope, not oh. Ohio. Yeah. I think Ohio going blue would be less surprising than Georgia going blue. This time around, yeah. Which um, is like one of those weird things where like uh, like I like, like which is more surprising, Florida going red or Georgia going blue and I'd argue Georgia's been the surprise state out of everything. Just like, oh, didn't have that on my sheet. <laughs> well, especially ruined my entire bracket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then also North Carolina was the state that everybody thought was in that area that would go blue. That is, I mean, it's still technically not cold yet, but it was close. North but it Carolina was still is red. pretty bipolar on this stuff. Yeah, well, like, it's basically... I, I wouldn't have been surprised if North Carolina went either way. Well, because that was one of the ones that uh, Obama had won in the past. So people yeah. were kind of thinking... Yeah, but Obama also won Iowa, if I remember correctly, which I find odd. Obama won a lot of states that probably should have, like, uh, like a lot of people were kind of shocked by. Yeah, and he lost Arizona in 2008. I mean, I guess that makes some sense because McCain was from Arizona. Yeah, but you still, were, he but wasn't winning still, Arizona. But still. <laughs> but he won Ohio back then. And that was like the big state that was, like, that's, that was always the battleground state for like. Wasn't, isn't that the old saying, like, uh, what is it? Like, so goes Ohio, so goes the nation, something like that. Like, isn't that what people usually say? Well, apparently not anymore. Yeah, not anymore, but I like know that's, that's an old saying. I think Pennsylvania took that over. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. in all honesty, I guess that's not even really true, because technically, if Biden, even if he lost Pennsylvania, he still would have won. Yeah, he still would have hit the 270 mark. So it's he, like... He was just who, waiting on Nevada to... Who really decided? Up. I guess... It's like Arizona and Pennsylvania are really the two states that decided. Nevada just kind of put Nevada too, but to a lesser degree. Mm -hmm. It was weird because Arizona, they probably should, they probably called Arizona a little too early, and then they held off on calling Nevada when they probably could have. But because there was like because Fox News and the uh, Associated Press had called Arizona, they couldn't call Nevada without making Biden the president elect. So they held off on it. I don't know. It's been yeah. what can I can I can I bring the subject to uh, my my obsession for the day, the four seasons total landscaping. <laughs> this oh, has been all I've been looking at all day. Like, cannot <laughs> believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really do question the story on that. There's a lot of people who are like, "How did this happen? Why so, was it there?" The way that I got introduced to it was like people were putting up like memes on on Twitter about like they were like like putting up like like dilapidated fucking like like lot saying that there was going to be a press conference there and I'm like what is this about that I missed? Yeah, <laughs> I, I went down the Twitter rabbit hole and I'm like, there's no fucking way that they held the press conference at the Four Seasons. That's a rundown looking parking lot in, in northeast philadelphia <laughs> well i mean they weren't gonna do it out in front of the trump taj mahal you know what i mean like it's just what series of events had to have occurred for that to happen 
Well, and it was also people finding out that it wasn't at the... the yeah! Like... <laughs> Which was even the weirder portion, because, in, like, the Four Seasons tweeted about it, and they were like, it's not here, it's at the... It's at the, the it's at some place. <laughs> and, and, like, if you Google, like, if you, like, like, you, like, Google Maps, like, look at the neighborhood, it's, like, not a very nice-looking neighborhood. Like, it's very clearly an industrial zone. There's, like, no residential thing. Like, it's just all businesses... Yeah, it looks like the back of like a warehouse or something. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> and I, I can only, um, I, I can only assume that someone fucked up and just booked the wrong four seasons. I, I but I don't even know how that could. They're consistent. Happen. They're consistent till the end. What do you want from them? Like, like it's such. It's like it. It's like. It's like such. <laughs> it's a, so it, funny looking. If you really look, it's just like. <laughs> I'm like, looking at a picture of it right now. It's like I look like this looks like the back of a warehouse I deliver food to like all the time have, for lunch. I have like I have many questions. One of which was like, if you work at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping and like Rudy Giuliani called trying to get a press conference, you didn't question this. You just sure. Okay. Like uh, yeah, we're gonna have to move the uh, the pallets of. Uh... <laughs> Of, of lawn killer. Oh, wait. Like, and then, of course, the, the best part being that there's an erotic bookstore and a crematorium. In the... I'm looking at a picture a picture of, of uh, Rudy Giuliani right now, and there's a big, like, Sunoco sign in the background. <laughs> like... It's just... It... There's, like, it's... a bunch of traffic cones in the middle of, it's like, everybody... Of thing. <laughs> Where even for as incompetent as the Trump campaign has been the past four years, if someone had wrote this in fiction, I would be like, that's a step too far. Yeah, that, that would but never it, happen. But it happened. And it's like, well, damn, man. Like, fuck. All right. So I have a question for both of you guys. Was there ever a moment that you guys thought that Trump was going to win? Yes. And at what at what point was that after election like between election night and when it was finally called what was like that moment and when did you kind of switch back i guess chris we'll start with you first uh tuesday night um and i mean i was being a little premature and uh i i, I admit that <laughs> but uh i was definitely thinking like oh my god dude biden's not gonna there's no way this is going to happen. The votes are too. And I didn't realize how far behind, how long, like the, um, and cause you know what it is? It's weird too. Cause each state has its own rules. Like Pennsylvania, especially Pennsylvania, they can't, they couldn't start counting the mail-in ballots till the polls closed on election night. I think that was the rule. So, uh, it was just, it was happening so slowly and, you know, and I didn't even think like Trump, might have won out like the you know at in the end of the day but i thought he would just be like i'm the winner and he did try to do that but i feel like um i definitely but then then wednesday afternoon i started like going ah i think maybe i think biden's gonna pull this off so maybe there's a chance yeah i mean and, and like the one thing that um you just reminded me of it and i it just fell out of the back of my head like everything that falls out of biden's head um with with pennsylvania they had just changed their their election laws a year ago so i i know there was a lot of talk about them uh uh oh why aren't the republicans in uh the state house go ahead and allow them the pre-canvas which is what they, the 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 election boards were asking for because they knew they were going to have millions of votes coming in and 
I, part of it was they just changed to this law a year ago that, that you, before this mail-in ballots were not as common. Mm-hmm. And they had just expanded this, uh, the mail-in ballot uh, laws in Pennsylvania. They still should have done it, but I guess maybe they were just uncomfortable with the process. There is also the political aspect of it, which is, hey, there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania state houses who are probably going, hey, we'll make it look bad and hopefully Trump will go ahead and call it out and try to question it. And yeah. I think that that was kind of my, more of my worry is that if it was a narrow win, if, if Biden had only won one state and it was like how it is in Georgia, this would have been going to the Supreme Court and we would have been stuck with President Trump for another four years. I mean, for me, I guess like my answer is a bit more nuanced on when I thought Trump could win. I don't think there was ever a point where I truly said to myself, he Trump has this. I think as the results came in, despite my having like followed like like presidential politics for like quite some time now and knowing that well when you look at the way the time zones work and how rural counties tend to report first because they have less votes to count as the numbers were coming in for him it's like in the back of your head you you kind of like damn like he's building a lead even though my gut said yeah but that's just not how this works though i think the moment where i thought oh that's a thing was when florida got called yeah oh that's interesting and i don't even know if at that point i thought trump has it more so whoa his odds just went up by quite a bit yeah and i also i also forgot to like i think between florida getting called and ohio already being called and i'm not a master following election electoral politics or anything but uh i i saw those two states and i was like that's a big deal yeah that was that that's that was that's a big deal at at least from my perspective when i first saw it i was like florida and ohio i mean i'm i'm no expert at this but i know always i i know that those two states are always like oh you need to win those like those are big battleground states so i think the states that i was most interested in like pennsylvania because everyone was interested in pennsylvania but we all knew pennsylvania was going to take forever the two states where i was focusing most of my attention were were uh, wisconsin and michigan Mm -hmm. because i'm thinking to myself all right if biden wins those two states he's probably okay Mm -hmm. because pennsylvania it's i i just i don't know my gut just said pennsylvania was, was gonna go blue just because of like the turnout and like the way that it's like the way it's like is geographically there's like no i call most of pennsylvania the void there's nothing out there as far as i can tell there's nothing between pittsburgh and philadelphia it's just empty space oh yeah yeah I, i've never been out empty. there yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 I've driven through pennsylvania there. a lot and well not a lot but a, a, few, a couple times and uh yeah it's uh it's pretty it's pretty desolate you know <laughs> yeah so like it's like okay like sure trump's gonna win the void but like, what's that like? Fifty votes, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and that's the thing too. And then, uh, you know, most of the people who I, I, I can't. I mean, I don't know the specifics, but from what I see and what I've, what I've heard, uh, you know, a lot of people who voted for Biden voted through the mail. So that, and that was just going to be a huge disaster, uh, come election night. And you know, it was, it was a nail biter. It was fun though to watch like the numbers like constantly like flip slowly i think it between was the two guys for like the first two days and then after like wednesday i'm like okay i won't do this anymore like <laughs> someone please just call it either way i don't care <laughs> i need more sleep yeah yeah i um i don't you know i 
I gotta admit, yesterday. Uh, well, let's. I'll wait till the next topic changes. I guess, but I, I mean, uh, when no, he, go, when fall well, the thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, all day yesterday when it got called finally, like, it, like it got called, like Joe Biden won, you know, and and everybody's been celebrating and posting constantly on on social media and everything. I gotta admit, all day I've just since since yesterday since it was announced, I've just been meh. <laughs> You know, just been very meh about the whole thing. Like, I'm happy Trump's gone, or at least I'm happy that it's been announced that Trump. I mean, it's not not any over till the fat lady sings. I don't even know if she's cleared her fucking throat yet, but um, still got two more months. Yeah, and and a lot can fucking if we know anything about Donald Trump, a lot can happen in two goddamn months. And um, I don't know. I just, I mean, you know, I mean, we can get into the what like about these guys and. Joe Biden and everything, but I'm just not happy about, about the whole thing. Like I've never, I've never voted before and been like begrudgingly voted for somebody before in my <laughs> life. I don't know. It's just something, it's just something very odd for me to, and I'm not, I, I just felt weird feeling like, do I have to pretend I'm happy? Like, do I have to pretend that right now? I don't know, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, so when did you guys, so following that thought though, cause I kind of get that. Like I, I understand, I, I felt, I felt very nice with it because I honestly felt like, I don't know. Like I felt, I, I started feeling kind of more relieved. Like, the, like you said, like the, the, the crazy person's at least going to maybe be out of the white house. I understand your feelings though, because it's Biden's not exactly been clear on what policies he's going to actually follow through with. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's what hurt him in places like Ohio and Florida. Yeah. Um, when, uh, before we get into those kind of like, Oh, what States do you think could have been maybe different? Uh, when did you guys think like, oh, Biden has this? Well, I guess for me, when I started seeing the flipping of, of numbers in um, Pennsylvania and it was just like little by little by little. And then um, and then uh, Georgia started to flip, too. I was like, yeah, this is this is happening. I think I'm pretty sure. And also, too, I mean, it was basically just at, at, like I think uh John said, uh, uh, Nevada, uh, you know, it's like six, if Nev- once he wins Nevada, he's six electoral vo- votes away from getting to 270. So I was like, okay, everything else and Nevada, like, and Nevada's already like pretty much, they were kind of like saying it was going that direction anyway for Biden. So I was like, I think he's got in the bag no matter what. Yeah, I, I had kind of figured he had won even before the numbers started flipping in Pennsylvania. So I'm like looking at the map and like it's coming down to North Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, and Alaska. And let's just say off the bat, fuck you, Alaska. No one cares what you think. Yeah, really. It, <laughs> you have never been relevant, and you probably never will be. I just want to say uh, one thing real quick about. I want to say one thing about Alaska. I've been hearing like people online being like, Alaska could actually go to the Libertarian Party. Like people were actually okay. saying that that could Fine. happen. Like great. Hey, all, all power to it, man. I'm all for I'm all for new parties. Like <laughs> I'm all for it. I will, like, set the I will, apple cart. That would have been cool. I will have to quote my girlfriend on this one when she said to me on election night, "Alaska's not real America." <laughs> <laughs> it's Canadian but, America. But um, <laughs> I think it was when they called Arizona initially. I was like, okay, that's a bad sign for for Trump. And then when it when when they kind of retracted it, and then it got called again, and I was looking at the numbers, and I'm like, okay, they're still counting. 
but the lead looks pretty insurmountable in both Arizona and Nevada, although Nevada was pretty close. But remembering that there's just fewer people in Nevada, so a lead of like 5,000 in Nevada is actually quite substantial because there's only like 10,000 people that live there. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course. I know there's more than that many people Obviously, in yeah. But yeah, like the leads looked pretty insurmountable. And like, well, he only needs those two. Like Georgia, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina can all go red and it doesn't matter. Yeah, my one worry with that was if it was that close of a margin, we'd be sitting in court litigating this for months. Like, even though, yes, mm. I know they're going to litigate it, there's no way they're throwing out five states. Like, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. I, Biden has so much of a lead in Pennsylvania. It's not like it, you're even if you do a recount, it's like they're they're demanding a recount in Wisconsin. The most you have ever had a recount ever get you like net you is like 500 votes in Wisconsin. There's 20,000 in Wisconsin that that Biden's winning by. So that I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I think for me, when I started really feeling it was probably around like Thursday night going into Friday, especially because Friday morning we want once I woke up Friday morning, I saw 5000 for Biden in Pennsylvania. I'm like, OK, we're done. We can call this at this point. It was mm-hmm. done with at that because Allegheny hadn't even counted yet because they had to be put on hold because of lawsuits. And then that, that held them up a bit. And then they also had to take, they had like a nap day or something. Like they all had to take a break for a day and like, go, like go get sushi. So <laughs> like whatever was going on in Allegheny, I don't know, but like, the, I, but Allegheny was going to go very blue anyway. And also when I started noticing like the percentages of the mail-in ballots that were coming in were like 80% Biden. Because I know initially when they were reporting it, like the amount of registered Democrats, I think registered Democrats in Pennsylvania were 50 percent of the ballots that were uh, that were mailed in. And it was another 25 percent that were independent, another 25 percent that were Republican. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like when we started seeing them come in from from Philadelphia and it was like 80 percent, 90 percent mail in ballots were coming in for Biden. I'm like, oh, this is going to be done. It's just when are they calling it? And then once they hit 5,000 over, I'm like, oh, they're going to be good. They were just, they're not going to call it until they were past the recount point. Well, that's when the pickup trucks came with all the fake ballots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Someone's going to fucking <laughs> – someone's going to clip this audio. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, it's me we're saying it. It's the fun. guys who did it. It was the three of us. <laughs> it was us. <laughs> good job, guys. We did it. We did it. We did it. It worked. Now we're just recording it to tell everybody we did it. <laughs> Now we'll get the notoriety. Dude, well, there was the one guy who <laughs> take that America. <laughs> what was it? There was there was uh two guys who were driving up to try and like I guess attack the they were driving up from like South like I don't know if it was South Carolina or North Carolina, but they were oh. driving up to Pennsylvania to attack the, the convention center where they were counting them. Yes, yes. One of them was a Q tard. And they also uh, they also had a, a, a QAnon bumper sticker on their truck, from what I from what I understand. And, and going back to Florida real quick, there was some woman I think I'm pretty sure it was in Florida, or one of the one of the Gulf Gulf states. Um, that she she's like a QAnon conspiracy theorist, like a big QAnon person, and she won a she won a house seat. There's two. Oh wait, wait, no, 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 no. You're thinking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that was Georgia. That was Georgia. Oh, okay. All right. I thought that was like I, could, I, I thought it was Dude, either like Mississippi or Florida. When I said stuff. to you that I follow conspiracy theories, I really meant it. Damn. I know far more about QAnon than I ever have any right to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, dude! It's 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 incredible, and like just 
Oh, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing. Like that person's going to be in Congress and she's going to stand on the house floor and rail about QAnon. And, like, I, I don't think secret so, chat. What's that? I don't think she will. Oh, I no, I'm sure they'll, have, I'm sure okay. they'll kneecap her as quickly I, as they well, possibly that, can. One, I, I do think like they're going to be like, you cannot do this. And two, like, I don't know. I, my gut says that she's just a grifter who is using QAnon to get to Congress. And three, three, all of the all of the leadership in the House for the Republicans who are in the pocket of QAnon are going to keep her from getting on the House floor well, to spout off the truth. Can I just say, Q has not posted since the since election day. Oh, he's biding his time, man. He's, I I know. I don't think he's that's biding his time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think whoever Q is, uh, probably Jim Watkins, is <laughs> is just completely fucking unsure of what to do here. <laughs> Watch out! We find out what a twist. It's actually Kamala Harris. Yeah, I would love for that to be the case. <laughs> it was me. I don't know, man. In, in my head, Q is like some like fourteen year old fucking internet troll who like, <laughs> took it one step too far and is just like, I don't know what to do anymore. It's it's it, it's out of my hands at this point. Like I have no control over it. All right, let's ring this back in from the QAnon stuff. Wait, um, no more. No more QAnon. Uh, that's that's another episode. Um, so I, I because there's a lot of talk about. I, I, before we get into the actual what's been addressed in the media about the you have some people saying that, oh, the progressive nearly cost Biden the election. Then you have people who are saying that actually it's the if Biden had had more progressive values, he would have spoke to more people. Um, before we get into that, do you guys you know, do you think Bernie would have done differently, like done well in different states than Biden? Because like I, I feel like this is one of those things where it's strategic. It's like kind of like, it's like Stratego or like risk where you can win different ways. So. Like we saw it this time, like Biden did not win a lot of states that Obama won, but he won different states. I it's, think the map would have looked about the same, frankly. I don't know. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Like, there might be some differences, like maybe Bernie could have done better in like I, I don't I don't know. Ohio. Like, I think he would have be I think he would have won in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um there seems because Ohio oh, first off, Ohio went for Obama back in two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. But uh, Ohio seems to Ohio like like there were people in Ohio who liked him back in you know 2016. Um, I think when you look at why Biden didn't work well there was I think a lot of people this is the 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 alienated class of people who you know didn't have the you know who, who feel like they kind of got they they're missing out and Biden doesn't really speak to those people like Biden. The real problem for Biden with like Ohio and Florida was his policies probably didn't speak to what people were really voting for. Now, granted, Republicans don't do those policies either. But like, again, if you're not coming, if you aren't showing the differentiator in those states, they might go, well, fuck it. I'll just go with the incumbent then, since I I don't think Biden's going to do any different. So that's why I think Ohio and Florida might have went the way that they did, even though currently there seems to be a weird argument that the there might be some i don't know what level of credence there is to it there's the argument that oh they were that biden was too progressive that biden was too progressive and the socialist moniker which biden basically ran away from cost him florida which doesn't really make much sense 
See, I think that this is too simplistic of, of an answer because, like, I hate to be the one who's like, it's it's a multifaceted problem. But, like, I, I think both things are true to different degrees. Like, in Florida, perhaps a more progressive um, message from Biden would have spoken to more people. But I also think that seeing how poorly he did among Cuban Americans who tend to be quite conservative, although they can mm-hmm. be flipped means maybe Biden was too progressive for these Cuban Americans. Like it, I, I don't like those things are not mutually exclusive. He can simultaneously be uh, too progressive and not progressive enough for us for a given state, yeah. given that, you know, it's made up of, of many, many people. Yeah. And especially so, like Florida. I wonder if it all kind of balances out in the end and we're just arguing over something that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, my, 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 you know, I was, uh, and Walter knows, uh, I've, I'm, I've been Bernie, you know, since 2016 or 2015, and uh, I actually really liked Bernie Sanders before it was cool. Uh, he used to go on MSNBC, <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate hipster. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I used he used to he used to go on MSNBC when I was really watching it back in the day, uh, like just out of college and shit, and um, uh, I didn't really know much about him, but he would be on like random shows and i'd be like hey i like this guy yeah you know what i mean like i don't really know much about what he's talking about but everything he says makes sense you know and um so i and then then he was running for president and it's you know i, I don't want to get into the whole thing about the democrats and bernie sanders but um basically my my opinion is if you look at like i mean i, I don't know to me this was the most this is the most amazing thing about election night uh fox news for God's sakes, Fox News showed a poll, did a poll amongst Fox News viewers. Do you want a government-run healthcare program? And seventy-two percent of the people who responded to the polls said yes. <laughs> you know, do I don't have think government-run healthcare program. It's just not for everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, my point is, uh, I guess it's like I think, and, and, and like you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier about uh, you know. Um, weed legalization in new jersey and i know there was like another state or two who did that and what happened in oregon 15 dollars minimum wage in florida like these things speak to people these are things people really want i think at the end of the day and and to go with what walter was saying about um or i don't remember who was saying it exactly but um uh about how oh you know oh he'll get labeled as a so uh, biden may have got labeled as a socialist well as far as i can remember in the past ever since i started paying attention to presidential politics every democrat gets labeled as a goddamn socialist they do it all the time pete, pete Buttigieg said it said it pretty famously in one of the debates they did during the primary season um you know they're gonna call us a socialist either way we might as well just fight for the actual issues that people want, <laughs> you know? So I think, I think that's, that's a tactic that the, the, the right wing has been using for a long time because I mean, you know, we get it. Ooh, socialism. And they want to be, they want us to be like Venezuela or Cuba. Well, you know what? Cuba has fucking universal healthcare. Can we have a little bit of that in the richest country that ever fucking walked the face of the earth? But that's just me. Well, you're right though. Cause they did that to Obama for, Eight years. Of course, of course, of course. He was a, he was a, he was a, he was a, you know, secret Muslim socialist uh, (laughs) and, and, you know, and everything. But he said it like, I forgot where the interview was done, but he said it halfway through his, he was doing a sit down interview where he said, I, I, you know, I operate like a uh, moderate Republican back in the 80s. Like, that's who he is. You know, it's true. He wasn't a left winger at all. I mean, he made up a bunch of stuff during the 28, 2008, you know, 
election. You know, he played a, he played a progressive on TV, but then when he got into the White House, but you I know, mean, but that, but like I wonder if that's a fair criticism though. Yes, because like anyway, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just no, talking with you. Sorry. Like, and and this is kind of like what I would think when you talk about Bernie. It's like I I I, I voted for for Biden in the primaries, and, and the reason being was look man i like bernie i do i i I think he's i i actually think he'd be a great president but i'm a pragmatist and i simply didn't see how if he won he would get anything done with mitch mcconnell and i'm like look i'm not willing to bank on winning the senate i'm just not Mm -hmm. because that's not a guarantee under any circumstances and like if if i had to pick one of the candidates to be able to get something done with mcconnell it would be biden and it's like, I'd rather see something happen than see Bernie Sanders get so involved for, for four or eight years. Probably four, because he's kind of kind of getting up there. Just oh, just yeah. from an age perspective. Like, <laughs> well, probably yeah. would have only gotten the one term in. Well, I mean, that's when... Well, hey, so is Mitch McConnell. Just saying that. I mean, any day, I, he, that, that toad could... Turtles live for a long time, man. <laughs> 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 they once started a turtle that lived to 2,000. Well, you see, what he's doing is he's taking the blood of the children that they kidnap, and he don't don't get it. me started. <laughs> he infuses it into his to make him healthier. Yes, we all know that Mitch McConnell is taking the adrenochrome. We all know this. Oh, I'm that's sure. what it's called. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, you're right, John. You know exactly what's going on. I know. I know far more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just you know what though the conspiracy theory stuff's fun, but um. Um, I, I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, um, that's, I think that's part of why I'm so, I, I was telling before, uh, I was so meh about the whole, about the whole election. I'm just like, I don't see anything getting done. I really don't. And see, and you can say that, look, you can say that, you know, Biden is, can work with the Senate, but when has, when, how, how much proof has there been in the past 12 years <laughs> that the Republicans in the Senate, play nice or want to cooperate. They well, haven't they cooperated. In- I know that. So I don't see like, oh, Joe Biden's going to be able to do it. I don't think so. I don't think um, any going to do it. Yeah, you know? that's kind of where I kind of land with well, Chris on that one. Is I don't think, I don't think expecting McConnell to work with them, even if they were going to win the Senate, McConnell was going to be obstructionist no matter what. Okay. We saw it with eight years with Obama. But I never said I think Joe Biden will get a deal one with McConnell. I said, I think he has a better shot at it than True. anyone else. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, I know. What I'm said. not saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm just saying if I had to pick someone who had the best statistical odds of getting something done with Mitch McConnell running the Senate, it's going to have to be Joe Biden. Hey, he might not. But I still think his odds are better than Bernie's ever would have been. Well, I gotta say, you know, uh, one thing, and and this is just me, and this is my understanding of how these these two parties work off of each other. Because I mean, in my extremist view, is that they're all on the same side. Um, um, they basically the Democrats are just going to go for the next two years. Oh, well, we can't do anything because Mitch McConnell obstructs everything. And then the Republicans are going to take the House in 2022, and then by four years' time, nothing really substantial is going to change or be done that's the way i think it looks. i feel like they play off of each other very well in that way i don't think that happens only because i think because now you i think 
back when Obama won, there really wasn't a progressive wing. There wasn't like factions within the Democratic Party. It wasn't seen the way it is now, mm-hmm. where I feel like the the people who are more progressive, like the AOCs, which, by the way, she's getting blasted. And at the same time, she's kind of pointing out what a lot of the people who did lose their seats, because uh, there were a few Democrats who lost their seats. Yeah, they did wrong. And she kind of she targeted it really well. She said, you guys don't have an online presence you know, you didn't spend on Facebook ads as much as, say, uh, Kelly over in Arizona or uh, Hickenlooper over in Colorado. And these aren't necessarily people she agrees with, but she's pointing out like, hey, you know, it's just strategic. You guys didn't spend on your don't don't blame the progressives, the the whole Kasich and the whole uh, the oh, moderate God, Democrats trying so to much. try and take shots at progressives. <laughs> but what I've seen now is you now have a progressive wing of the Democratic Party, kind of like how the Republicans had the Tea Party. And yes, it sometimes does move the parties a little bit more extreme, but you're more like I, like like we've seen, you actually kind of get more shit done at least when it does go your way. I mm-hmm. I think what um I think now what we have those because we have those progressives out there. Now AOC's been talking about like, listen, I don't know if I'd want to continue in politics because I get friendly fire. But I I see a lot of ways that like we're not going to stop. Like the progressives aren't going to stop being progressive. We just seem to be a little bit more mobilized. And actually, I think they're better mobilized than the the moderates because <laughs> of the grassroots movements. So. In two years, there's going to be three Senate seats that are going to be hotly contested Senate seats that have retiring senators. The thing that was underplayed in this election, the thing that, you know, we're talking about the blue wave was incumbency rates and incumbency rates in the Senate is like 90 percent. Like it was it was really a rarity that Trump lost. Right. Like, again, Mm -hmm. incumbency rates and and in Congress, incumbency rates are 99 percent. So it's a rarity to lose your Congress seat when you are beyond a first term congressperson the fact that people lost their seats means somebody did something wrong people think that it's the progressives the reality is i think she made a point is you can't go you can't do your little events anymore where you're going out and you're shaking hands and you're going to the county fair and you're meeting with people and you're showing face well the way you show face now is through the internet so i think there's going to be more of a movement to keep the fire going because the because the presidential candidate is not a progressive He's more of a moderate who has a progressive, somewhat, maybe a fake progressive VP, but a somewhat progressive VP, right? Kamala is kind of, you know, she was rated the one of the most progressive candidates. Yeah. I don't know how much I believe that. I have my own qualms with Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, hey, man, at this point, I mean, I can only hope for the best. I mean, it's happening fucking whether I like it or not, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's happening. So, um, I feel like her record a little bit in California, um, you know, uh, raises a few eyebrows, um, in my Absolutely. opinion, but I think, um, Hey man, you know, uh, you know what? You, ne- you never know so many instances in history. I, I think Cornell West said it best in-, in an interview. I saw, he said one time, he says, history is a mystery, man. Nobody, nobody can, under- nobody can know what the hell is going to happen or what situation. Cause I mean, there's a very good chance that Kamala Harris might be the 47th president of the United States and <laughs> very d- relatively soon. And, um, uh, I think, you know, it, 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 it all depends on, the situation in which these people are put into because circumstances announce it. I mean, you know, look at, look back. I, I think of the time of, uh, of the great depression, you know, everybody thinks, uh, you know, FDR just kind of 
waltzed into the White House and just said, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff to help the American people just because I thought of it off the top of my head. Well, actually, no, there was a giant coalition of working class uh, union groups, uh, socialist parties that unified, went to him and said, you have to start helping people because over 25% of the goddamn country is unemployed. There are people living in shanty towns all over the goddamn country. If you don't do anything about it, we're going to you're going to have big fucking problems on your hand. So Roosevelt was like, "Okay, we got to do something or shit's going to go bad. So I I guess my point is, uh, you know, it it, it comes down to a point where I think people and especially we've been seeing all summer and and really past few years, uh, um, a groundswell of of activists and and organizers, uh, uh, people coming together to realize like, hey, we're the ones who have to take the power back. We're the ones who are going to have to push our elected leaders as hard as we possibly can, or they're not going to do anything for us. And I think something like that is coming, a big, a big movement of people. And I'm very excited to not just watch it, but I want to participate in it too. I agree. I, I think that you better it, agree it, with it, me, Walter. Yes. <laughs> well, no, because my point, my point was kind of more along the lines. I think more people have to get involved. I think one hundred percent. I think the, there's a big remiss. Uh, people feel very remiss about getting in, involved and in engaging in politics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's sometimes you have that feeling of uh, narcissism that comes up. Uh, you have that feeling of I, you know, maybe I'm not good enough, or it's too much work, or you just don't know how to get really started kind of deal like i think the democrats are not good at uh developing their own and i think what you're seeing is at least on the progressive wing it's becoming a thing mm-hmm. you are seeing bernie sanders and aoc and yanomar and a lot more of the progressives start developing their own talent and it's a good thing because i'll tell you this much the the center left people they ain't good at developing their talent not a no. lot of the time no they have a couple of interesting folks they got a couple Right. Like I would say like Stacey Abrams is probably more more towards the center. I don't I don't really know where her real policies lie. Mm -hmm. I know the people who she kind of propped up to go in and run for Senate in Georgia are kind of more center left, kind of more around the Biden area. Osas kind of more Biden. I mean, I would argue that she's probably a pragmatist like I am. Yeah. Where You take what you can get. Yes. You you take the you, you take the check down. You get what you can get. Um, I, I hope that's kind of what we're, we're getting. I, and I think, honestly, you know, she was another major part of why they won Georgia. She was the one who went to uh, Senator Murphy a few years ago, who's the senator from Connecticut, a major leader and also a very big progressive uh, in the, the Democratic Party. And she said to him, like, hey, can we get, you know, I, I think I have a plan for taking Georgia. She ran for governor, lost by like, per, like, I, by minutia of a percentage point. Uh, And also part of that was like we were talking before with the purge voter rules. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, there's a great um, there's a great investigative journalist. uh, His name's uh, Greg Palast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, he uh, he did a he did a he wrote a book actually came out like six months ago. And and just don't laugh at this book because the the title was a warning, not a prediction. The title of the book was called uh, How Trump Stole 2020. (laughs) <laughs> and um, it was, a, and he said it was a warning, not a not a prediction. 
uh, all over the place. And he says that, that that's that's where I learned about uh, about the whole thing with the voter rolls. And, and he talks a lot about Georgia, about what happened in 2018. And uh, he was saying, like, the Republicans are going to try to do it again. <laughs> They're going to try to do it again this time. Clearly, that didn't that didn't work, whatever he was talking about that they were trying to do. But it's it's it, it's interesting to listen to him talk about it. And I kind of forgot where I was going with this, but, um, <laughs> but I just wanted to get that out there because he's really great. Greg Palace is a great palace. He's a, he's a really great uh, investigative journalist. One of the last few good ones. Well, and that's a whole other thing. So there was a lot, you know, Republicans love talking about voter fraud, but then the voter suppression thing never comes up. And there was a lot of efforts to suppress the vote. Yeah, especially end. people of color. And, and Greg Palace has a great uh, line he says about that. He says, yeah, it's the new Jim Crow. Instead of using uh, white sheets, they use spreadsheets. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, it happened. I, I, the thing that's not getting talked about is I think there was like 300,000 ballots that were supposed to go to very Democratic counties mm -hmm. that went missing. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> that Because the postmaster general and then he, uh, what's it called? The, there was a, a federal judge who said to the postmaster general, go find it, subpoena him to go do it. And they didn't go do it. They didn't do a sweep. And then he waited another 24 hours after the election past the, the date that these ballots are supposed to re receive by in a lot of these states. Mm -hmm. And he basically was like, oh, I yeah, we're going to do a sweep in like six hours or something. This is a guy who, by the way, Trump put up as postmaster general and by the way, also gave a million dollars to Trump's campaign. So they, they find different they find very unique and fun ways, you know, the, the voter ID laws. And I can I say for the record, if you're going to do corruption, you should do more competent corruption, like put in a postmaster general who knows what the fuck he's doing and would actually know how to make those ballots disappear not some chuckle fuck who gave you a million dollars and is just coming up with shit on the fly oh yeah well that's what's so beautiful about trump like, like, if you're he, gonna do corruption do it good yeah i'm like from it, new jersey that is what i expect your level what, of corruption <laughs> is not up to my standards <laughs> <laughs> well that's what's so beautiful about trump it's like and i've and i've heard this said over and over again you know it's not so much that he puts people in positions because he thinks they're really good at doing the nefarious evil things that like republicans like to do or that the nefarious evil things corporatists like to do it's really because people are like people are loyal to him he puts people in positions of power because he likes them because they kiss his ass essentially so it's not really so much that it's it's like he put a guy in charge of the fucking um as a postmaster general so that you know oh well, he's literally nice to me, or he likes, you know, he liked my TV show, so um, put him in there, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah, just, like he just, that's the kind of shit Joe, Donald Trump does, and what I'm afraid of is four years from now, if no real substantial change happens, we're going to get a Republican who's like Donald Trump, but he doesn't, he doesn't talk like an asshole, and he's not an idiot. <laughs> but is that maybe the appeal of Donald Trump? Is that he did talk like an idiot? Like, not for me. Well, not well, for, no. no, not not for us. But I think my 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 understanding of Donald Trump, and I mean, I don't want to get into like Russia and all that stupid bullshit. But um, I I think one of the big things is that Donald Trump. You know, I, I remember it from a documentary I watched. Some guy, I don't know if it was in Ohio. Oh yeah, he was in Kingstown. Yeah, and he was saying how uh, during the during the during the uh, election in 2016. Hillary said, some, I forgot where she was, but she said in a town hall meeting where she said to this crowd for all the world to see, she basically said, we're going to put a lot of coal miners out of work. Like that was her big line. Right. And the guy basically said, 
you know what everybody here in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Michigan heard when she said that you got a blue collar job, go fuck yourself. That's yep. what they heard. And, and she, um, and, and, and Donald Trump didn't do that. Donald Trump went to Michigan. He didn't say, Hey, I'm going to put a bunch of you out of work. Or he didn't go to these States and go, I'm going to put a bunch out of work. He said, I'm going to put you back to work. And look, we acknowledge the fact that he's a liar. Like we acknowledge the fact that he's a con man and he's a, he's a bullshit artist. The problem with me or the, the problem with this, like when, when, and the guy said it best in the documentary, he says, when people are thirsty, they're going to drink shitty water. They don't care if it tastes bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people were desperate, people losing their jobs, people by the, by the hundreds of thousands, of people lost their goddamn jobs all throughout those States, you know? So, and that's a big, that's a big deal. At the end of the day, it's the meat and potatoes of the whole, to me, the Donald Trump phenomenon. Oh, I, I honestly thought his, even like the, the, like the kind of BS policies that he never followed through on made sense as far as if you were a Republican and you ran on those policies and that differentiated you from the Democratic candidate, it made sense that he like policy wise that he would win. I just mm -hmm. thought that people would find him so repugnant that they wouldn't like him. Like he had so many of these big, weird blow ups. And I just thought like, there's no way, like, I remember going to the voting booth in 2016 and, and thinking like, were if you wearing was, your mask in 2016? Oh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I would have been really ahead of the time if I did. Like, you guys have no idea what's coming. I'm the only smart one here. Yeah, right. It's like, what's going on with Walter? <laughs> I remember going to the voting booth and I was just sitting there going like he like this was a very like the, the things that he targeted was immigration. Right. The things that attacking blue collar workers. Um. NAFTA, right? He attacked NAFTA, even though NAFTA probably nowadays probably wouldn't have had much effect on anybody's job currently. It probably mm. more affected people 20, 30 years ago. He attacked the things that like people who were losing their jobs kind of blame for losing their extent, jobs. Yeah. What's up? I, I disagree with that a little bit because I feel like if NAFTA didn't happen, those industries would still – they might have been affected over the natural progression of time, but I don't feel like industries – like steel and and car manufacturing, all these things, I don't feel like they would have been as devastating as they are now with NAFTA, if NAFTA didn't happen. I think I said that correctly. <laughs> no, I, I, like I said potentially. I, I, I kind of... Like, I, no, I agree with you that it's not like NAFTA isn't like, you know, it's not like something that happened like five years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, too, Hillary was pushing for that, T, that TTP... Uh, was was that what it was? The is that what it's called? The TTP, the the new trade deal that they were trying to push, the Trans Pacific Partnership, yeah. which was going to kill a whole bunch more jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was going to be a big deal. So get ready for that for Joe Biden. Yeah, well, I do remember I, that was something that's like if you're the thing with the trade deals is, is if somebody's running against it and saying this is blaming it and making it this big target. I I, didn't, I also you know again like Hillary did not play defense really well. She, she didn't go to those other states. This isn't really kind of supposed to be about Hillary. The, the reason why I was bringing it up, though, was mm -hmm. I thought that he had some kind of appeal. Oh, and... I, I know what his appeal was. He ran as a populist and then didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. That, no, you're right. Is. Yeah. yeah. No, you're he, totally right. Like I, I saw in 2016, I saw what people saw in him. Yes, he's an asshole. Sure. But he ran as a populist. He ran like an old fashioned populist. And then he just 
decided to govern like a rank and file Republican. And like, well, that mm-hmm. was stupid. Oh yeah, I mean, he played he played the part. He knew exactly what he had to do as long as he kept the taxes down and he and he boosted the military budget. <laughs> like it didn't fucking matter, you know? Okay, yeah, say whatever you want to the yokels out in fucking but fuck no. Pennsylvania or whatever. Like yeah, like he he sure as hell did a lot for the coal miners in West Virginia. Mm, yeah. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Mm-mm. And he screwed a lot of the farmers too. Oh yeah. By mm-hmm. uh by his trade war with China. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like I see what happened. People didn't like Hillary. They saw a populist and thought maybe he'll maybe he'll actually do it, and then he didn't. No, I mean he. A lot of people I think too voted for him because they just wanted to throw a wrench in the fucking cog. You know what I mean? Or the 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 co- the, the, the the uh a wrench into the 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 whole system. Yeah, that you know, sure, they, they were just like and that. Oh no, I fired horribly. Do that backfired horribly, but. You know, what are you going to do, man? I mean, I, I just I, I try to look at it. I try to look at it from both from all angles here. And my whole understanding of it has always just been like people are hurting. You know, people see their entire communities just just like like I said. Oh, no, it wasn't Kingstown. It was Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio used mm-hmm. to be like steel capital USA. You know what I mean? And it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a sacrifice zone at this point. I mean, there's there's the poverty and just the the destruction of the economy and and, and the, the the over ramping of uh, the, the the rampant um, drug use and all this shit. People see this stuff, they look around, and then they go, "We've been voting Democrat for like forty years, and nothing's better." <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing's gotten better, and the Republicans have been sinking their claws into that because they say a lot of good things they they talk the right language but then they get in there and they don't do anything i mean on the subject of places like youngstown sometimes i wonder and i know this might draw some ire from some people if like maybe it's just an unfixable problem like if if your town and your industry is just obsolete in the modern world like what do we do besides give you welfare money like what is it what can you like what could you conceivably do to revitalize youngstown ohio what could someone actually do Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I, I don't I, see what you can do. No, no, I I agree with that. Too. I agree with that. But people are like, okay, yeah, okay, maybe we can't bring back steel. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? That's <laughs> you know? in life. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't actually kind of mean that. Mm-hmm. Well, is no, there some kind you. of industry you can bring there that's translatable? And maybe there's probably not. not. Um, you know, manufacturing's basically gone the way, you know, it's, it's, it's come back to the U S in some factions in, in some ways, depending on what you're manufacturing. Well, the type of manufacturing that's come back is like skilled manufacturing. Like yes. it's not like working at a factory, like putting widgets together. It's like building cars. You kind of have to know how to like operate a robot to do that well yeah and see that's like something like bernie sanders would have been really good at because he wanted to make college college universal <laughs> college see, college tuition free like, I don't know like things like really that we need to problem. invest but we need to invest in those things to like, get people educated or at least give people the opportunity how the hell are people getting the opportunity to do anything but like what do you do with like the 45 year old dude who's like not going to go back to college and is not going to get retrained and is mad because his factory job went overseas I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, well, I'm not I, a uh, I mean, city planner I, or whatever. I'm not, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> it's just like, I've racked my brain about this, especially after 2016 when people are like, oh, Hillary forgot about the white working class. I'm like, maybe. And I'm like, well, what could, like, what could she conceivably have done? Like, realistically, besides lie, do what, you know, take a, take a page from the Trump playbook and say, I will fix all your problems. Like he did to the coal miners. Like, 
what could anyone actually like like what could we do to make west virginia better besides throw money at the problem which really isn't a great solution mm, i don't know investment in infrastructure 15 dollar minimum wage like all these things universal health care uh you know and i understand what you're saying about the 45 year old guy but universal uh, uh make college uh college free so hey I'm not saying every single 45-year-old looking for a job wouldn't jump on that opportunity, but I'm sure quite a few would if it was like, hey, take this course or free training in, I don't know, all kinds of different things. My point is to just say, well, what else could we do? There's a lot of things we can do. You know, there's a lot of different options. Is it going to be perfect? No, but just sitting around going, well, what can we do? Let's not do anything. That doesn't help either. Well, I agree. No, I, I agree with that. I think I, maybe I should have said, what could we do that would actually pass? Oh, well, I mean, see, this is the thing. And this is this is where I get aggravated about politics and, and not at you. But I'm just saying this is this is what I get aggravated about with politics. If you had a candidate like, say, if Joe Biden suddenly became super inspiring. Right. And over the next four years, he was out there every day in front of the television at you know, at events, just just going touring the country saying, I want to do let's just I'm just going to use this terminology. I'm not saying that, you know, we have to agree with the 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 policy or not. But let's just say he was all about the Green New Deal. Right. Okay. Which estimated which estimates would create like 30 million jobs. Right. Something like that. Whether it's right or wrong, that's irrelevant. Let's just say. He went out there every day over the next four years like, I want to do the Green New Deal. I want to create 30 million jobs. I want to give everybody health care. I want to pull us out of Iraq and Afghanistan and end these bullshit, useless wars that we've been fighting, wasting trillions of dollars on. We're going to invest that money back home. But the problem is I want to do that, and the Democrats want to do that. The Republicans don't want to do that. They don't want to do that for you. Why is that? Go ask your Republican representative. Go ask your Republican senators. Why aren't you doing that? Get people excited. Get people out on the streets demanding things. Get people asking their Republican representatives, why won't you go along with the Green New Deal? And if they won't do it, well, hey, Election Day is November 3rd, 2020, 2022. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, you got to, you got to, pro- you got to. Well, it's using it as the bully bullpen. See, but, yeah, but, the bully but bullpen. I think that's what we are doing. And there are just plenty of Republicans out there who are just not willing See, I don't see. I I, see. I disagree with that. I don't think the Democrats do are doing that. They, you know, Joe Biden said in the first debate between Trump when Chris Wallace asked him, he said, "Are you for the Green New Deal?" And he's like, "No, I'm not for the Green New Deal." Why the hell wouldn't you be? I'm willing to bet that if he said he was for the Green New Deal, he wouldn't have won the election. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If Democrats were screaming it at the top of their lungs, if he actually, yeah, you know what though? If he, I, I I would, I I would counter that because I would say he would go, yeah, I am for the Green New Deal, and then he would look at Donald Trump and be go, why aren't you for it? It would create thirty million jobs. It would give everybody health care. Why wouldn't you be for that, Donald? There's an easy answer to that from the Republican playbook. You say, one, it's too expensive, and two, it would put all the people in, in the oil industry out of work. I'm like, that's that's a good enough answer, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, as far it, as, wouldn't. it wouldn't put everybody out of the oil, in the oil it, industry. It, does, it doesn't matter if that's true or not. The point I, is, that's also, the answer, and that will play well to his base and to moderates. This was also maybe the big problem with Biden as a candidate. Now, luckily, he did win. But my biggest issue with him was is that when he got called out on a policy that he stood for, he kind of didn't really defend it very well. He didn't Which explain it very well. 
uh, both debates, to be honest, whether you're talking no, which, about which, which policy, with, whether you're talking about his health care policy with the public option, where he really wasn't able to explain his public option very well, or he, he basically just said, oh, well, it's Medicare. We're going to do that. Like he kind of was he kind of thumbed his nose through it. And I kind of agree with what Chris is saying is that if you have a policy that's popular, right, and you're running on that policy and, yeah, you might have that, uh, that adverse effect from the outside, say the Green New Deal, right? Say Biden said he was for the Green New Deal. And by the way, his website says he is. So his website at the time did say he was for the Green New Deal when he said it in the in the debate. If he could turn or if his ability, if his and I do think that Biden today is not Biden four years ago. Right. Well, Biden four not. years. What? Certainly not. No, Biden four years ago probably could have turned around and said, you know what? This is why we're going to do it. It's going to create jobs. It's so much better than this. Granted, Biden, the reason why Biden was the candidate is he had name recognition. That's why I think he really was the guy who ended up being the, the nominee, being the one that ended up running, uh, being the, the one that went up against Trump, is he had the name recognition. His name was on the ballot. People remember from four years ago. They remember they liked Obama. That's why they went with him. Yeah, and I would also make the argument, too, that uh, – and I understand what you're saying, you know um, – like, uh, oh, yeah. And then they would say, like, well, how are you going to pay for it? And then, I mean, I think I think it's going to take it takes time and it takes it takes someone who can obviously articulate it better than certainly me. And um, I don't and, know and somebody if, like, if that's what it took. Warren would have won. You can ask her how anything works and she will explain it to you in excruciating. I detail. think she would have won if if a Bernie has better name recognition than Warren. So you had mm -hmm. two progressives running and you had one who was way more popular, had a lot more name recognition, had a lot more of the other progressives behind him. And also she kind of hurt her image back in January where they had that weird thing about the dinner that was a year before. If she didn't do that, she probably could have convinced Bernie to drop out at some point and his people mm -hmm. would have went towards her. I don't think after that whole thing with that dinner, I think it kind of painted her in a bad light. Or like, you know what she could do that'd be really smart. Just like keep your mouth shut, and then Biden's gonna be like, "Yo, how do I do universal health care? Tell me what to do." Yeah, yeah, and but that's like, but like as far as explaining it in a debate. As far I, I, as is using it as a policy that you're running on, I totally I, agree. That, like, like, I know Biden, this sounds super shitty, but I would actually rather have Warren working behind the scenes because she's competent. Yes, it's like ah, I don't really want you to be the figurehead because then your time's gonna be taken up with stupid bullshit. <laughs> I agree. And she can probably lead the charge in the Senate. One of the issues I have is they always kind of try to go ahead and take, you know, really strong players out of the Senate who are, you know, these very well-known, very good senators that are that are good at making their case. Right. Like I kind of like having Warren in the Senate because she's that liberal lion. Right. It's like having Ted Kennedy back when Ted Kennedy was in the, the Senate. He was just mm -hmm. he was that guy who. If they needed to get something done, he can get up there and you will have that clip. It's like why why I like AOC. AOC is very good with that. You get a clip of AOC and she's just going at somebody or she has a policy that she's talking about. You you listen to it and you go, oh, no, that totally made sense. She knows what she's talking about. She's done her homework on it. Same thing with Warren. I think Warren was a better person for that when you're trying to run on the policy. Not necessarily. I think she's definitely the better person to write the policy. See, but but I, don't think the, I don't think the presidency is necessarily about policy, though. Like it is, but it isn't. It's a like you're, you're look. We're, we're we're electing a figurehead. The cabinet's gonna do all the other crap. Yeah, and his cabinet's full of Republicans. 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't. So see... we've heard so far. We don't really know. Like we, we were hearing eeks and things like that. But keep in mind, I mean, we, like... we heard this like six months ago that Klobuchar was going to be the VP, and we heard. Like... Oh, that's true too. Yeah, things put, change. I, I understand that. Put yourself in like the position of one of these like moderate Republicans that he's considering for his cabinet. If Biden comes to you and says. Quit with your bullshit. Do the shit I tell you to do, and to get a cabinet position. Mm. I'd do it. That's, like, that's what the fuck too. do I care? Yeah, that's sure. true too. Like, yeah, I mean you, they are all career I, climbers. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not beholden to any voters. Who's gonna really check my fucking record? Is like you know fucking housing secretary. Like it's not. It's just not how it works. Like sure, I'll sign off on liberal policies because I'm not gonna pay for it. And like whatever, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if I don't do the shit he wants me to do, he'll fire me anyway. Yeah. It's like, do you want the job or not? <laughs> That's, which fair. Is, That's fair. Which is why I prefer people in the Senate and in Congress who and, are for those policies because they can articulate them and they're the ones actually fighting it out on the ground floor. Yeah, as, and they're the ones who actually as, have the vote to do it. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's like, I mean, I guess you could come up with a conservative administration of a liberal policy, but like that seems like it's a losing battle. Like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Just, just do, do the thing. And hey, at the end of the day, it looks good for like those moderate Republicans who you might be able to get to swing a Senate race. Is like, Linda- I, oh, I, sorry. I, it's like I, 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 I'm totally sympathetic to like the far left argument. It's just like, but I get why you would do the things that Biden is doing. Like I see the strategy and like it's solid because you have to convince some people who do not agree with you. That's just that's just the reality of it for now. In 20 years with demographic change, probably not. But right now, you still do. Yeah, if we're not all underwater by then. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm totally fine with owning beachfront property. I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at the top of a – my parents' house is at the top of a hill, so uh, – I'm, I'm buying per- land about two good. miles inland. So you're going to have an island. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. You know, that's my inheritance. <laughs> Perfect. I, I got uh, Chris Park Island right here. I, I throw a rod in. I hit the old car that was sitting out in the middle of the road 10 years ago. Something about playing a long game. If you like went out, like got a survey done of like where, like where they think the sea level will be in 50 years. And you just went out and bought the land that would be beachfront property. I mean, that's what a floodplain is. You probably long could do game. it. That's, isn't that technically the, the plot to Superman? <laughs> Just he blew up half of California too to get to that. He just he, yeah. he accelerated the process. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about it. I might invest in some real estate like two miles offshore. <laughs> but I do think progressives still have their fight in this. Um, with you look, Chuck Schumer. Oh, it's he's nowhere gonna... near over. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, do, well, especially with having those players in Congress like Warren, you have somebody like Schumer who's saying, "Listen, we're going to push Biden to go ahead and use an executive order to get rid of fifty thousand dollars of student debt." per person i hope so that'd be fucking awesome yeah <laughs> biden technically just get rid of all of it if he wanted to i mean I, I guess he could but i mean fifty thousand. i mean hey that that's that would be amazing to me but i i feel like that's that the rest of the if he just said erase all of it uh, you know republicans would all fucking have a heart attack <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like they would just, it would be so such an astronomical amount but, of money. But for the vast like, majority of that. people, that's gonna that's gonna get rid of a lot. Like, oh, I agree. So I, it's kind of like at that point, like, why are you like? Who gives a fuck at that point? Like, you're 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 erasing the vast majority of student debt. 
yeah, what is that? Like 45 million people so then, in like, the country yeah, have so like, student loan debt. Like that would that would, you know, secure that would secure some future votes for the Democratic Party if they did something like that. It's just, it just seems like it's like why like fifty thousand such an arbitrary number. <laughs> like why why there? Because I mean I think I uh, well, I have no idea, but I, I would I would just assume like if you said all student loan debt, well there's a bunch of people out there with like three hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Like, I mean I'm not I'm not disagreeing with with your argument. I'm just saying that the perspective of it, like you said, like you know they got to get people along. You know, compromise I guess is the word I'm I'm looking for here. Hey, Walter, I can barely you walk hear away you. from your mic. It sounds like you walked away from your mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nope. I gotta I gotta go use the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. I mean I can hear you, but like <laughs> barely. Still still quiet. Like it, not really. It sounds like you're either far away or like something is covering your mic. Did this just happen? Um, it happened. Like it kind of happened on and off a little bit before, but like it wasn't as noticeable as it is now. Uh, you guys still there? I'm still here. Oh, where's Walter? Um, I don't oh. know. Really far away from what it sounds like. Walter, can you hear me? I think he died. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> we were having such a good conversation. What a Here, is it working now or no? selfish jerk. Oh, uh, that is better. Yeah, that's better. Should I switch cords or? No, that sounds good. I can hear you now. All right. All right. Um, I think the reason why they went with fifty thousand is first off, like that probably eradicates like ninety percent of it, like that's for mm-hmm. the average student. Well, I agree with you, but it's like, but then like what? why bother if it's going to eradicate like I, I don't know what the figures are and like what percentage of like outstanding student debt it would wipe out but if it's as, if it's as big an amount as i think it would be then like who give like like if you're going to eradicate 90 percent of all student debt then like yeah because why the total- on yeah. earth are you keeping the other 10 percent? like fuck it at that yeah. point it don't matter <laughs> yeah like like um what is cat. what is the number it's like 1.5 trillion i think is the number of of total student loan debt in the country, I don't know. I lost um, track of it. A long I think time I ago. think it's I think it's that. That's around then. So you're saying ninety percent. So what's that like? One point, what? <laughs> Five of one point two trillion, one point three trillion. Like okay, yeah, then what the hell's the, what the hell's the difference? Like what's the last ten percent? You know what I'm saying? What I do think it does though is it frees up enough people where you can maybe start having charities that pay off the rest of that. Or and I, that's mm-hmm. probably not a good mentality to have about it because I've always kind of been kind of skeptical of people who do those charity things as yeah. the replacement for the government doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times Republicans like to use charities as that the oh well charity big scapegoat yeah yeah that, that's oh the you, you need you need pub- you need healthcare go to charity care there's charity out there yeah, why that, can't we just have good no why can't we just have, why can't we just have every like i don't know i mean let's get into the whole thing but i just it, it seems to me it's always just like it's always like one step forward two steps behind with a lot of these like like these these uh these these things that that congress gets passed through it's always just like hey here's this great thing but it's like uh, but it's like not that good you know 
I think the um, I, I but I do think that getting rid of that fifty thousand, and it might be that they're capped at it. I haven't really looked into that aspect of it. Maybe that's something I will do, um, going forward. Uh, but with that, the other thing is maybe the administrators that like, uh, there might be some kind of reason why they can't necessarily just go ahead and wipe it all out. Um, I'm sure there's a reason. Like, I'm sure they didn't like you know throw like you know dart to the dartboard until they hit a number yeah I, i'm sure there is a reason i just don't know what it is and i would like to know why but you know they don't have to tell me anything <laughs> we'll find out probably eventually yeah i'm sure I, i'll eventually I, find out yeah. and i think the whole the whole uh idea like going back to what we were talking about before about universal college uh or univ yeah yeah free college for everyone i don't think it has to be even i don't think the plan was even just college it was also like technical school and trade schools like Give people an opportunity to go get the skills they need to get a new job, even if it's like a fucking certificate program. Here, go to go to school for nine months, you know, like you're saying, 45-year-old and become a plumber. Okay, because we need a lot of fucking plumbers. You know what I mean? We still we need a lot of these things. That's, that's what I hear all the time. We need we need people who are carpenters, plumbers, construction workers, all these things. And these people don't have these skills and they can't acquire them because of the cost. Like, And that's a big problem, especially for a country that's trying to compete with a country like, oh, I don't know, fucking China <laughs> that can build a build a gigantic bridge in like a, a week and takes us like two years to even approve building a bridge <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they're moving much faster than us and i think it's a i think it's a i think it's a fool's errand to just tell everybody oh you need to just you know uh just figure it out yourself and get, take out these massive amounts of loans and hopefully you'll be able to pay it off at some point I, I think we need to move past that if we want um the country and the society to really move forward you know yeah and well it also frees up so much money in people's pockets mm -hmm. and also Something that kind of like, I don't know, like it also gives the government more ability to regulate what these schools are charging. Again, now you no longer have the charging aspect of it. I mean, you still have private institutions out there as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. They're, the, they're going to be like, the, they're going to be the, the, the scam artists of the world. But like, that's really where the big problem's been with the student debt crisis outside of that, which is people have all these debt, all this debt, but it's because nobody's been keeping track of a like hey we're the school raises their tuition rate and there's no proof that it's doing anything so mm -hmm. like you said it gets rid of that problem it totally eviscerates it or at least helps get rid of it because you're not gonna overnight make every school free and you if just I learned, have yeah sorry you just have like more you'd have like free you know colleges and more free state schools and maybe they find more ways of expanding that and if I've learned one thing from the from watching the Zeitgeist documentaries, money's fake anyway, so who cares, right? <laughs> it's just all made up. It's all imaginary. It's all make believe. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I really just, can't argue with that. It's just all. It's just all like, oh, we need we need ten trillion dollars, uh, you know, uh, input into the uh, economy. Oh, okay. Let me just press this uh, space bar on my keyboard. There you go. Ten trillion dollars. Like they just make it out of fucking thin air. Who cares? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much numbers on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Point. Fair enough. <laughs> like you know, I want fucking, I want solar panels and and you know, I want high speed rails. God damn it, I want healthcare. <laughs> you know, telling me about that. Like people are like, I think um, I saw a video uh, like done about a month before. Um, I think it was about a month or two before the election. It was Ice Cube, right? The the rapper. Mm -hmm. He just, you know, he just put a little video on on the uh, on Twitter, and he basically said like, he's like, where, you know, 
where the fuck is our bailout? Where the, where the hell is our bailout? Everybody says, oh, we're worried about the future costs to our grandchildren. Well, if we don't have anything right now and we let everything fall the fuck apart, we ain't going to have shit left for them anyway, so who cares? Actually, <laughs> like, at the rate that the birth rate in America has been dropping, we're just not going to have grandchildren at all. Oh, thank God. Kids. <laughs> like, like, at a certain worst. point, it's like, oh, oh I know. on this rate. Oh, no, I know, I, know, I know for damn sure I ain't having no goddamn kids. <laughs> I'm too selfish for that. I like Hell yeah, life. dude. I like my I, money and also, too, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know what this world might look like in the next 30, 40 years? Jesus. I ain't going to bring a kid into that. I'm not even thinking about that. I just, I just like spending my money on stupid shit <laughs> well and also just to be able to afford it like for the people outside of this podcast like maybe there's people who i've thought about it but they can't afford it and goes to you know what we were talking about before with you know education and student loan debt yeah and just just we need i, I mean and this is you know this is my scary socialist brain talking right now but um i just feel like we're in a country we're all in here on the same fucking boat why won't we just agree to these things that will clearly help us collectively? My whole my whole philosophy about politics and society is like, you know what? I do better when you're doing better. And I feel like that's something that we need to start as a society really, um, uh, you know, growing with that that mentality. Just like if you do better, I do better. If I'm doing better, you're going to be doing better. We all do better when we all pick each other up and help each other the fuck out. That's my TED talk. <laughs> I agree. Um, back to the election. Now we've kind of gone on this fun uh, tangent of uh, probably both of your uh, candidacies, you know, in 2022. Oh, that's never happening. I've said far too many things that would that would be great sound clips. Yeah, I have like, way too many podcasts. Like like when I was saying to Walter that all the old people should just kill themselves and end it. And I have way too many skeletons in my closet and in my backyard. So. Wait till they find out what you call Clarence Thomas. An Uncle Tom. <laughs> no, I, I on the campaign trail would actually say, no, fuck him. He's an Uncle Tom. Do not care. Vote for me or not. That one is non-negotiable. <laughs> that's, that's actually on John's t-shirt that we have for the podcast. Clarence Thomas is Uncle Tom. Uh, so who takes boy, over the power void left over by Donald Trump? Now that he is probably not gonna be president oh donald trump oh god you think he's going away he's not going away for a long time he's not gonna stop tweeting no my god he might i wouldn't put it past him to try to like i mean he wouldn't run it himself of course but i wouldn't put it past him to try to remember 70 like 70 something million people still voted for this guy like he's not going away he's He's still going away he's gonna be a very powerful force in the democrat and the republican party and if the Republican Party wants to ignore him, you got 70 million, at least, let's say at least half of that, who are going to be like, we're on board with Trump no matter what. He's not going away now, but he's going to be he's going to get bored. He's not going to be politically motivated. He got bored of being president while he was president. <laughs> like, I, I don't like he's he didn't playing even, golf. He, he found didn't even out he lost. Yeah. <laughs> He found out he lost while he was playing golf. He should just go back to playing golf. I don't get this guy. I don't think he really like he's going to. He he's gonna didn't want to be president. Like he didn't actually want to be president. I mean, he definitely liked it when he became president and he started doing it because he was like, "Ooh, I got all this cool fucking power and I get to go all over the world. And this is really cool. But um, I don't feel like when he was actually running for president, I think he just wanted to run for president. 
you well, know what I'm saying? It was like a, <laughs> it was uh, like an advertising ploy. It was a way to get people to pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. He could sell a book or he could sell a new TV show. Well, he wanted to apparently that from what I I mean, this is I heard this a couple of years ago and I haven't really heard anything about it since. But I remember hearing at the time that uh, he really wanted to uh, get, you know, uh, attention because he was thinking about starting a, uh, a TV network, like a TV channel. Oh, like that was the that rumor. was a thing. Yeah, that was the rumor right before he won. Like that was yeah, oh, yeah. Because Fox News was basically, Fox News was almost dead. Like right before <laughs> Trump won, like, they were selling it off of parts. Like Megyn Kelly left. Um, the owner was basically kind of being like, oh, like it was a Murdoch. His sons were starting to kind of take over the running of it. You could there was almost kind of a shift. And then when Trump won, they went back to being old school Fox News. And yeah. they kind of, and it was not like they ever stopped being that, but they were starting to kind of, and it was like, right, like, cause the Me Too movement, you know, they got rid of Bill O'Reilly and it was kind of like, they were starting <laughs> to become, they were losing a lot of their major talent. They still don't really have any talent. Like, Tucker well, I mean, Carlson, they never had any yeah, Tucker. <laughs> oh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he's the most popular I, news I network. Uh, he's like the most popular news, uh, news show. <laughs> Yeah, he he has the most. I think he has the most watched news news show on on. I'd rather television. watch a ham sandwich. Hey man, you know what? I I agree with you for the most part, but you know what? Sometimes I think he's right about like wars. <laughs> I think he gets wars right. He's very anti-interventionist, and I'm anybody who's anti-war is a friend of mine, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know. I also don't know how anti-interventionist he is, or is that more of a recent turn that he's taken? In like, recent I, I days, he's kind of becoming the populist that Donald Trump never was. Mm, mm. Like there was there was that. that one broadcast he did where he was talking about how like the elites, like both like conservative and like liberal, are like screwing you. Like he he did take shots at like like the the Republican establishment. Yeah, yeah, and, and he knew and that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, damn, man. Like, oh, well, he also happen. knew that Donald Trump was watching him every night, so he well, like yeah. he definitely like, was talking directly to the president a lot. <laughs> that's kind of what I always figured. He was just catering to Donald Trump, which might mean he's catering to you know, hopefully catering to Donald Trump's viewers. And then I think his game plan is is that hopefully he can turn that into something. Now, do you think he'd actually want to run for office? Who Tucker? No. I don't yeah. think he would. Oh God, I don't think so. I think I, I think that ship has sailed because he's probably got way too many things he said on air that would just make for some amazing fucking attack ads. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't think like I, I just don't think he could pull it off. I don't think so either. I don't think he has the the same, um, because even though he'd probably be going after Trump's like base, like the people who really like Trump. I don't think Tucker Carlson has what Trump has, at least like because like Tucker Carlson doesn't do live events. He does a TV show where he sits behind a teleprompter and does like Trump does. like You know, not that Trump was always doing live events, but like Trump kind of put himself in that stand up comedy atmosphere. He was actually at a lot of like there was a lot of stories about him being at like the, the comedy cellar. And uh, even like, again, like he did the, the roast of Donald Trump with Comedy Central, which oh, yeah, eventually like- he would have to be okay with going into a scenario where he's not in complete control of what people see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just not how he operates. I don't yeah. think, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does have it in him, but he, I've not seen it. 
but but then again, I mean, you, you don't really have an opportunity to ever see it. You never see him anywhere else except on his show, right? Like, well, then you know it makes what I mean? me think that maybe he's never like fostered those the skills. Like, yeah, you know? maybe he's just a giant pussy and he wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, I could definitely see there are people jumping on that power void. Like, you could see Ted mm -hmm. Cruz and Marco Rubio. Oh God, help us! <laughs> oh God, God well, help Ted us! Ted Cruz could not win an election outside of Texas. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, first of all, he he, he his father he barely wins inside of Texas. <laughs> yeah, he almost lost a Beto Rourke. Oh God. Which is I don't Which know. Is, who, would... I don't. I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like who that says more about. <laughs> <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. His name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. Okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Mister, I'm gonna pretend to sound Latino when you're not. You're fucking. Uh, fuck <laughs> you're Irish American. If fuck he wants you. to have a nickname, that's fine. By oh, me. I hate that dweeb. Anyway, <laughs> he, he is kind of dorky, but yeah. like I'd vote for him. <laughs> For president? Not if you paid me. Oh, no, no. For president? No. For the Senate? Sure. <laughs> not if you paid me. <laughs> I mean, he's not running for uh, for Senate in New Jersey anyway, so. Yeah. He seems very, um, yeah. I, I, I at least would we take him over We haven't heard Ted the Cruz. last of Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Let's just say that. I would take him over Ted I don't Cruz. know, man. There's, there's that, like, gif of him on a skateboard, and that speaks to me. <laughs> Talk about radical change, am I right? <laughs> I would love it if he like rolled up on a skateboard, turned his turned his hat backwards, and sat backwards on a chair. <laughs> it's like I will vote for you. I grew up in the '90s. I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, well, he was one of the first ones to drop out of the primaries, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because nobody, nobody like so was Kamala, and now she gets to be vice president. So who cares? <laughs> Doesn't mean that anything was, anymore. I will honestly say that was the biggest shock of all the people who dropped out early, like her and Booker dropping out before January. Yeah, yeah. When that news hit, I was like, "Why? What was going on here?" And part of it was they weren't allowed to be at the debates because they weren't polling at a certain amount, which kind of should go back to the whole thing of wow, polls don't really mean jack shit. Yeah, I mean they mean something, but like maybe they should be waiting to like force people. Well, I. I well I think that's why the threshold is so low. When you think like, like, it's like 5% or something, or like the threshold well, it, it is changes. low, but you have to hit. Yeah, like, as time goes on, the, 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 yeah. the numbers change because it's like, okay, we can't keep having like 16 people on stage every goddamn like, debate. You know, we got to. I, I agree that the polls are not, you know, end all be all, but like, what is the, what is the alternative? That yeah, you're right. Idiot, I mean, there's the, every I mean, idiot it's that not runs perfect, for president yeah. going to have to like, then we're going to end up with like 50 people on a debate stage. And like, we just, we just can't do this. Who like, is that one, not feasible. Who's that one democratic Senator who was in the primary? He had the very, I'm, I'm running for president. Like I forgot his name. Was it Hickenlooper? No, I was going to say, do you know how little that narrows it down? <laughs> he just, he just, he just <laughs> I'm running for president of the democratic party. Like he just sounded like, such a like a like a weird like adult baby like it was just strange i can't remember his name ah anyway i don't know probably well second looper that <laughs> sounds like, right was that but it's just like from... but you're just like i don't know like some some democratic senator who ran for president like so did fucking like they all basically oh, ran man. for president this yeah. year i don't fucking know yeah, technically like 30, that could be warren too it was just not with that voice <laughs> it, it, it really it really it really makes me sad that like every candidate that ran for the primary in the democratic party that i liked was like not taken seriously at all and it makes me very sad for the future of the goddamn country <laughs> like i loved bernie who was uh, taken seriously out this of all is the of way it's going to be until then, the boomers are all dead that's just oh, the way it works God, God. don't don't tease me like that it's uh, true no no you're right you're right but i'm just saying i'm just i hope it happens soon
Um, what you call it? <laughs> well, we, we, you know, well, what? it won't because they I, have I, Medicare, I those this. motherfuckers. I will say this. If there was anyone out there who was trying to kill boomers, it was Trump by doing nothing with the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so maybe he is. When you're right, on, you're right. Maybe he's yeah. on our side after all. Uh, the little we. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> no, let's do nothing. Sacrifice yeah. the old. Maybe, maybe the Republicans who were like literally saying sacrifice the old had a point. Mm. <laughs> See, this is why I can't run for office. Because they will find this, I want to see and it. they will play it. Well, if coronavirus <laughs> keeps going for as long as it is, you're not going to have to worry about alienating the old anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's the, I got, what's the death number at now? I don't know. I lost track at 200,000. I stopped caring. Well over 230, but it's going to, it's going to be more by like the end of the. Oh yeah. Year. What was it? 125,000 tested positive today. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I have, like, such pandemic fatigue. I literally do not care anymore. 238,000. Just, you know, I know you don't care, but I'm it's, telling it's, you. Anyway. It, I, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't care, but here's a report on it. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's become just a number for me. And mm-hmm. I and I wonder if part of it is I was very fortunate in that, like, my life has not really been affected. Like, I caught it very early on, fully recovered. I did not lose any income. If anything, I've actually gained income since then. I've gotten a bonus <laughs> and a raise since coronavirus. You're happened. an essential worker now. <laughs> um, technically, according to the according to Governor Murphy, yes, I am an essential worker. But just, an essential worker who can work from home and has been doing so since March. I just heard a I just heard a really fucked up uh, study. Uh, it was a estimate. It's like one out of four, one out of every four grocery store workers have COVID. That sucks. Yeah. Good thing I escaped retail. Thank and, you, law school. You were oh good for something. God. I mean, you know, think about it, man. I keep, I've heard this from some people that I, you know, some news people I watch, and uh, they, they make a really funny point. They always go, man, imagine if, uh, imagine if, uh, you know, grocery store workers around the country just suddenly just went on strike. Country was I, shut down. They should have. <laughs> country, yeah, know. they should. They should now. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> they should now. They should do it now. I thought, you know, especially totally if the, especially it. if another shutdown comes, which is coming, because you know the case numbers keep going up like this. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I have enough. Disaster. I have enough eggs and pasta to last me a few weeks. Do it. <laughs> so, do you guys think that uh, Biden wins this if it wasn't for coronavirus? I don't no, know. maybe. I, no, I, think, I don't think so. I think we're getting into the territory where like. We're we're going far enough back in time to where there's just no way to know, and I I don't like I don't know maybe I guess. Yeah, I. I, I COVID I, is like nine eleven. It changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Biden wouldn't have won. I don't know yeah, if the economy was still doing good and COVID didn't happen. I don't no, know. I I I, I think for certain it it, it upped his odds. Like, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But when it comes to, like, do I really, like, I, I, it's far enough out and it's such a big thing that I don't feel comfortable, like, really trying to, like, think, like, do I, I, I don't know. Like, there's just too many variables in my head for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely contributed, at least, um, to him winning. I mean, because, but like, then again, then again, the counties that hit the worst with it were the ones that voted for him in a lot of these states. Like, voted for... For, for Trump, the ones yeah. that like there was a lot of counties that were hit like the hardest in their states mm-hmm. that that voted for Trump. So uh, you're cl- talking about the American people, Walter. Do you expect them to make any sense? Like, I don't understand. 
What you're no, saying this is just true. Years, Americans <laughs> what, what your logic is Americans here. No, stupid. but I would say also too, like if COVID didn't happen and the economy didn't tank and all this shit didn't happen, right? And Biden got the nomination. You know what would have had to happen? Biden would have had to been on the campaign trail a lot more than he was. And we all know that Joe Biden, you've seen the clips as much as I have. He doesn't, he doesn't really talk very well. <laughs> You know, he's, he kind of gets lost a lot. He's kind of, you know, he's got, you know, you've all heard, you've, you've probably heard all the uh, dementia accusations over and over again about this guy. He would have been on the campaign trail constantly and he'd be talking the way Joe Biden talks. I don't know. I don't think he would have done it. I don't think he would have done it. You mean he wouldn't I mean, be going around saying you're not black if you don't vote for me? I mean, oh, but there's also said no that. guarantee he still that Biden would have gotten the nomination had there been no coronavirus. Like oh, that's, that's what, true too. That, that's, that's what I'm getting too. at is that like, had coronavirus not happened, there's so many variables that mm -hmm. would that would be affected by this. Like Bernie might I, not have dropped I, out. Yeah, like I don't actually know. Like, it, it, given those two scenarios, no coronavirus and Biden gets the nomination. Well, Super Tuesday yeah. also happened before. You know, coronavirus was a thing. I mean, it was it started happening, but it wasn't a, it wasn't what it is now, basically. And yeah, Super but the Tuesday parties was like a, the parties can kind of like finagle their way to getting what they want if they oh, really they want. Too. I mean, because they're owned by the same people, so whatever. But anyway, that's me and my conspiracy theory nut head. <laughs> <laughs> but he no, also I mean, has an appeal. You got to start doing QAnon. That's the hard stuff. <laughs> You're, it's, e you're, it's easy to just say that they're all owned by Wall Street. You, you know, you, are, you gotta get you into QAnon. Doing, you are doing conspiracy theory weed. I'm into heroin at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far too deep. <laughs> and then I guess is flat Earth is the flat Earth conspiracy theory like like conspiracy theory crack? Then is that okay? Yeah, I have. My, my Yo, you want to go to Oregon, bro? Here's what I think about flat Earth. <laughs> I think flat Earth is. A harmless conspiracy theory and then I find, I, know, it, right? I find it quite quaint where it's like oh you yeah. guys are fucking dumbasses but you're not really hurting anyone yeah you like, guys just literally keep on putting like like youtube videos of you guys trying to prove that the earth is flat and then proving yourself wrong on camera which has happened several times to like yeah. big name flat earthers one thing that's always <laughs> hilarious to me about that about that whole conspiracy is like okay okay they've been telling us that the earth is round and it's really flat, right? Okay. Why are they no, refusing have, to tell been, us? I've been trying to get to the bottom of that very question for years. Why have they never been gotten like, satisfactory? Why have answer. they been hiding the fact that the Earth is flat from us? Like, what purpose? That's what I keep asking them. I'm like, <laughs> does it make any? That never made if, any sense. Even if I accept your premise, why? Like, for. What who gains from this? Like, like big, I get big, like nine eleven conspiracy theorists, like why they think that nine eleven is a conspiracy. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Why it makes sense they would keep that from us? Or like what JFK. I yeah, get JFK. why. Well, that's not a conspiracy theory. CIA actually killed JFK. But Which, anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's not that that actually happened. It's true. Jesse Ventura proved it. But um, <laughs> I didn't realize he was on the ballot in some states this year. Oh, Jesse Ventura, he was seriously considering running. Like, he was seriously doing it. Um, he was the Green Party candidate up in Alaska. Yeah, I know. He was uh, He he was seriously considering it, but then he was like, nah, I just, I don't want to. He kept saying, like, I don't want to do it unless I know I have, like, an actual shot. If nobody's going to go for it, like, I'm not going to waste your time or my time, you know? 
I would have like the only thing is I really like Jesse Ventura. I love him. I I would have voted for him as an independent candidate like 10, 15 years if it, if it wasn't Trump. If it if the if the parties haven't become so super polarized, mm-hmm. I once thought about him as like, hey, you know, like if he did run, I would totally vote for him. This time around, I would never have done it, but. Like there have probably been years where I would have been like I would have voted for him. He ran as an independent when he became governor of Minnesota. Yeah, and he won. <laughs> you know, and I think that's a that's a thing too. It's like, um, I mean, I and I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Joe Biden will be the last Democrat I ever vote for in my life. Um, I'm I'm all done with the Democratic Party. Um, I don't feel this is how I personally feel. You can feel whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Oh, uh, you're, 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 you're naive kid, whatever. Not you guys, but anybody listening. Um, <laughs> um, I just, I'm, I've had enough. Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm working hard um, to, uh, I'm getting involved with the movement for a people's party uh, that is trying to create a formidable third party alternative to both Democrats and Republicans because the inaction is just, inexcusable at this point so that's what i'm that that's where i've gotten to basically when it comes to politics does that mean that you're going to be running on a ticket soon for them oh no no but i'm definitely going to be uh no i can't run for president i, I why not <laughs> president uh, you know there's other things you could run for than president oh well uh, run for any office fuck man i don't even think i could make dog catcher shit <laughs> like, I don't is that even that. an elected position i, I assume that's an appointment I don't know. It's just it's just a turn of phrase, bro. Just just <laughs> deal with it, okay? You know, I knew this was gonna happen. We got two lawyers. Like, well, actually, that's is that how it is, sir? Blah blah blah. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a movement to create a coalition of people who are done with the what we call the duopoly. Uh, because and this is the way I see it. I feel like Republicans and Democrats play the same game and they both play their part. Everybody says that the system is broken. I say the system's not broken. It's fixed. But um, I just that's that's where I'm at in my political uh, in my political senses. And that's something I'm volunteering my time. I'm already a monthly uh, paying uh, member of the <laughs> movement for a people's party. I have a recurring pay- paying membership and uh, it's something I'm getting involved with uh, local chapter soon. So. That's something I'm doing, yeah. And I, I would check it out because their platform is just like, fuck left, fuck right. Let's do things to help the country because this is – this is, and that's the thing. That, to me, that's, that's – and I'm getting a little philosophical here, but um, uh, I feel like the left, right, Democrats, Republicans – you know, Democrats are obviously the left, air quotes, and the Republicans are obviously the right, air quotes. And I feel like they just use this to keep us fighting against each other while – the people at the very top run away with all the money. <laughs> and I just feel like this is just not getting us anywhere. And we need to throw a big wrench into the system. That that's my, that's my opinion and my philosophy right now. Like I said, I've always actually liked the whole independent party thing. I think it works better on a state level when you're trying to run for. Oh yeah. It's got to start grassroots. It's got to start at the bottom, even though they've already sworn up and down that. 2024 they're going to have a presidential candidate and it's probably going to be nina turner (laughs) the reason why you do sometimes she was a uh she was that uh, when bernie was running she was i think his i think she was his campaign manager uh she was that black lady who would like 
at the rallies, like scream black. Hello, somebody like that lady. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I that's Nina Turner. She's, she's yeah. awesome. She's incredible. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not definite. They didn't like decide she's going to be the nominee, but I'm just saying that's. She was an Ohio state Senator. Yeah. Actually, I would want to see her run for Senator of Ohio in two years. Mm. Mm. Cause that, yeah. The, I think she's was, done with the Democrats too, honestly. But that's that's my thing. I mean, that was the thing that when you look back at this election cycle, I think there was a lot of bad blood spilled, and it's so weird that like immediately, like Wait, intra intra party bad blood. What were you gonna say? I, I have a better solution to this whole like division problem. Why don't all the blue states just secede and do whatever the fuck they want? Why not? Um, you don't have to start a war to say yeah we're just gonna go do our own thing over here fuck you because like no that won't work (laughs) why not Um, let all the red states languish because texas cannot hold all that dead weight the blue states air quotes uh you know they're run by democrats and they they uh you know they profit off of the way the system's working right now why would they fuck that money card up Eh, maybe i'm not as cynical as you are Oh, I'm very cynical. I think it's all about money, greed, and profit. <laughs> That's all it's about. It's all it ever was about. Well, if if the system is that fucked, then a violent revolution is the only thing that's going to fix it. That's not true. I disagree. Spill the history, blood. History doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it would be very cathartic, but I don't think I, I don't think that would actually work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty does, sure. Especially because the way the way the, you know, our, our, our government has... Uh, all our police are so over militarized. That's what I get pissed off about about these uh, protests over the over the summer. And and I know that like the vast majority of them were peaceful. I mean, the statistics are out there. Ninety five percent of them were peaceful. Um, but the violent ones, the violence, for one thing, is used against any kind of movement all the time. You know, they always use they always show the same clip over and over again of people smashing windows and they go, these protests are violent, even though everywhere else in the city, everybody's just marching with their hands up and just chanting and nobody's doing look, anything. Look, look, I will join the far left when you actually roll out the guillotines. Until then, I'm a pragmatist. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you roll out the guillotine. I am totally down. Fuck it. But until then, man, you're not serious. You're not serious. You're not hardcore enough for me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> excuse me. Why don't you go build your own fucking guillotine then and I'll I, follow you. I probably could, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to watch heads roll down in Jersey City. I have disposable income and not a whole lot to do on my days off. I oh, OK. Well, dude, I'll come over and help. I know how to weld a little bit. We Honestly, can... <laughs> the hardest part about building a, a guillotine would probably be finding something to use as the blade. I don't yeah. think you can just get like giant razor blades fabricated the wood's easy it's a, they don't sell those at home depot i don't think they do i think oh, i gotta shit. like find someone. Oh, you gotta go lowe's lowe's i'm lows. pretty yeah. sure i'm gonna have to find someone who like does steel work to like get me a a, a sheet and be like how do i sharpen this to a razor edge? i mean you could just buy a sheet of metal and then get a in, grinder and grind it fairness, down to a... the french in the 1800s managed to do it <laughs> i think i can do it too yeah <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just don't. I just don't think it actually is going to do anything. But I mean, yeah. I was being serious. But I Wait, think I'm going to Google if there's a guillotine kit out there. <laughs> is there a guillotine store? <laughs> I mean, there should be at these at this point. There should be a an online guillotine store. Yeah, just type in guillotine.com. I'm sure you could buy one like used from like uh 
uh, Sudan or something. You know, I think we're talking a big game, but I feel like if any of us actually watched somebody get their head chopped off by a geek, we'd immediately throw up. Like I, I, I never said I had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Jeff Bezos' head afterwards. Like I just that's all I want to see. I don't know. If Bezos can keep on getting me two day shipping, I accept our new Amazon overlords. <laughs> Dr. Evil himself. He's just missing a furry white cat. That's all he's missing. <laughs> Dude, I mean, fucking... I don't know, man. If I keep getting all my head. shit on time, <laughs> and every time they fuck up, they give hey, me free we can stuff. get we can get everybody's shit on time and pay people uh, a really good wage. And you know, I remember this story I heard about about an Amazon warehouse. I don't know where, but um, it was cheaper for them to keep a ambulance at the ready outside of the of the warehouse instead of actually just paying for the air conditioning to keep the employees cool. So if somebody dropped a heat stroke, they could take them to the hospital in the ambulance. Like it was cheaper for them to do that than just to air condition the fucking building. And that's like, to me, that's, that's, that's evil. <laughs> I don't know what else to call that. That's evil to me. See, but I'm a white collar worker and I benefit from this. So, Oh, that's really good for you. I know. <laughs> I'm right? so it's happy great. for you. Maybe you, we should bring the guillotine to you, your house for you. You suffered, <laughs> you suffered so that I might get, I don't know what stupid thing that I buy on Amazon last week. I don't even know. Get a, carpet get a tape. Box of, I bought carpet tape. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at a shelf full of stupid shit. My dad ordered off of Amazon. You can order yourself a, a box of Funko's multigrain cereal for Pickle Rick from Rick and Morty. Or uh, why would I buy that? My dad did. I'm just listing things he bought. <laughs> Dude, my dad. My dad's obsessed with Rick and Morty. He's got like all this Rick and Morty shit everywhere. Okay, I I do not like Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> they're they're like the worst people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the show, but my dad's like a little extra about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah, like the funny. people who like went and were harassing the workers at McDonald's. Like, hold on, Rick. hold on. I'm gonna just show you guys real quick because, God damn it! Yes. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. Okay. Yeah, this is it. I don't know. Why if would can... Why would any? This is my... why. Why? Because <laughs> he's a dork. I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a dork. Man, so it's been a very long election. Uh it's been it's been it's been long. And it's still and... technically not over. Yeah, because don't they have to like? Doesn't don't the states have to officialize it or something? Like they have yeah. to make it like they have to certify it, certify it, to... officialize. Listen to me, <laughs> like officialize. Oh yeah, thanks Trump. Like that sounds like a word Trump would make up on the spot. Like I have to officialize this. Like. Yeah, so each state has different times in which they they require themselves to uh, certify it, and then they send their electors to uh, to the electoral college, and they all go they all get a degree in who to vote for, and hopefully you don't have any um, faithless electors. Although I don't think that that hasn't ever really been a problem anyway. And plus, Biden's won by enough points where you're you're not really worrying about it either way. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, I, I I think I think the the real the real owners of the country are getting a little sick of this motherfucker. So they're going to make sure that this goes through pretty quickly. Oh, I, I, I legitimately believe that Mitch McConnell wanted Trump gone. Oh yeah. 100%. He like, can deal with four years of Biden and then just like, you know, yeah, do their I, thing in 2024. I do not think McConnell liked Trump at all. 
Well, he was he. It was the he did not like how he handled the whole coronavirus thing. He was basically no. like, I haven't been to the White House since August eighth, because <laughs> it's like. Uh, by the way, what the hell happened to his hands? I don't know. He's old. Things start breaking. <laughs> how much longer? Not fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's the whole turtle DNA, man. It's the I guess this is very you know. Look at the look at the look, look, what is it? The Galapagos turtles. Like they live <laughs> for like three hundred years. Or something. <laughs> he's uh he's uh he's here to stay. Unfortunately, unless somebody you know. Well, I'm not gonna say it. There's a poacher out there. Wants to harvest his eggs. Oh please, yeah please. He's a he's an endangered species. We could <laughs> he'd be he'd be one hell of a trophy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Put him on your wall. You know, just imagine, just imagine Mitch McConnell. God, how is that man? Ugh, just disgusting. Anyway. Well, and now, again, like, there's a lot of different ways that this election could have went, and they they decided to run Amy McGrath against him and kind of st- Schumer put his thumb on the scale to kind of get McGrath on the... That's the one thing with the, the Democrats, <laughs> is they do seem to kind of, like, there's a reason why Amy McGrath was able to raise $34 million to run against Booker in the their primary who yeah. like i think raised like a couple million mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, like, no you know booker who actually like stood for stuff yeah so. <laughs> like wanted to actually help the people of kentucky and you know and then mcgrath's like oh well we just but they play the same playbook man we're not we're not mitch mcconnell we're not mitch mcconnell we're I mean, gonna that's all this. you have to do to get money <laughs> well yeah well to get money but obviously not to get votes <laughs> I have I, I, I have no hope for the state of Kentucky. God, I wish you would just go away. I wish that would secede. Let them secede. <laughs> <laughs> they can make they can make Mitch McConnell president of Kentucky and just do their own fucking thing. Just a giant hole in the middle of the country. That's fine. I'm fine with That's that. fine. I mean, what are we gonna miss out? In fact, we can dig it out and make a nice big pool <laughs> for the country. Another great lake. Uh, we'll call it Lake Kentucky in memory of them, and we'll put the we'll put Kentucky out in the ocean. We'll put it out next to uh, I don't know, uh, Bermuda or something. <laughs> I'll just send it out there. Just get it the fuck out of here! I'm so sick of Mitch McConnell. Oh my god, I can't believe he won again. Was no, he- I knew he was gonna win. He wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, incumbency rates ninety percent, and then also you're in a state that like has not gone blue, like almost ever. So. I don't, yeah, I don't know if Kentucky. I mean, I'm sure, like maybe, like back when in, the Democrats were, yeah, like the back when the Democrats yeah. were racists. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're the party of the Klan. <laughs> yeah, now but, they're the party uh, of Lincoln. <laughs> Makes perfect sense if you think about it. Don't think about it too long, though. And it's it's weird. It's weird this election's considered close, considering like Biden won by five million votes already. I mean, I think that's pretty close, personally. I, I, I look at that. I don't see that as a blowout. Personally, that's that's me. Um, I just think, like, it got – it's so neck and neck, well, the only in my blowout, opinion. The only what? blowout I've ever seen was, was Obama. Like, that was technically – the first Obama election was a true blowout. That was the only other. That's the only time where there's ever been a true blowout election. Well, my argument with to that would be, well, if Trump's so terrible, why wasn't it the same thing? You know, like I, I feel like there's a lot of people who just are just with this guy no matter what, and I, I feel like there's a oh, it's big like a cult. Segment. Yeah, 
It's a cult, and that's why I'm that's why I'm afraid. Now Trump, I said this on Facebook, Walter, or on Twitter or whatever, and uh, I, I don't know if you saw it, but I said something like, you know that after he loses the election, the next logical step for Trump is probably going to be like super villain, right? <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to have, he still has all of his money, you know, and uh, he's going to have this army of like devoted followers, and he's going to turn Trump Tower into like the new Legion of Doom headquarters, and he's just going <laughs> to tell the masses like he's going to be, he's going to be this crazy supervillain who now isn't constrained by the uh, the people in the White House who tell him you got to calm down, you got to stop doing that. Oh my God! Yeah, it's probably not too far off to be honest. The only mm-hmm. good thing is he probably doesn't have that much time left. I mean, he's not exactly like a he's not exactly a spring chicken either. Yo, imagine if he like just drops dead, like <laughs> like out of nowhere, <laughs> just, I, just in the next two months, just to cap it all off, he just drops dead for some reason. You know who's ex- you know who's really happy. You know who's probably just giddy as a little schoolgirl, Melania. Oh, oh my yeah. God, she must be so like, it's over. It's over. I can go back to Manhattan. I don't have to sit in this ugly fucking house anymore and look at my stupid husband and worry about these she's fucking Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. She's not going to have her uh, sexy uh, Secret Service detailers. Not as many of them. She gets to keep a few of them. But Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll still be around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get them for life, right? Yeah. Yeah, but is it the same one? Is it is it the same dude that was railing her when he's off at the meetings? <laughs> oh, I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll find a way. And and whatever. One handsome Secret Service guy for another, as long as she's getting some dick, you know? Or I mean, in fairness, she can he can always quit and she can hire him as a personal security guard. She has the money. Or here's a twist. Maybe she's banging Don Jr. on the side. You, I, think I, you know what? <laughs> One, I don't think that's true. And two, I don't even want to consider that in my brain. I think that would be hilarious. Okay, not not Don, <laughs> but Eric. Definitely Eric. That's not much better. <laughs> Definitely, Eric. Maybe they're double teaming him. (laughs) Maybe they're double teaming her. All right, we have we have gone into dangerous territory. (laughs) I mean, whatever, man. I'm I'm not here to give a legal analysis. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know.